Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's show starts with a disclaimer. I'm not a lawyer, and today's show should not be construed as legal advice. Always seek advice from a lawyer who's competent in that specific area of the law. On today's show, we're talking about something I see frequently. It's increasingly common to see sponsors of an investment opportunity marketing on the internet and social media. Many jurisdictions have strict rules against solicitation for investment, and these opportunities, as presented, are sometimes being called a joint venture. After all, a joint venture is not actually a security and therefore doesn't need to abide by securities regulations. But understand that in order for a joint venture to meet the definition of a joint venture, all of the parties in the joint venture need to be active. I recently came across a marketing piece in social media where the sponsor was soliciting for joint venture partners. The piece went on to say, you provide the money and I'll provide the project. What the sponsor completely missed is that his proposed structure doesn't actually meet the criteria for a joint venture. While the definition of a security can be large and complex, you can boil it down to something fairly simple. The definition is best embodied in the judgment rendered in the case of the Securities and Exchange Commission versus Howey. In that case, back in 1946, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that an investment contract exists. In other words, a security exists when, number one, you have an investment of money, number two, in a common enterprise, number three, with the expectation of a profit, and finally, where that profit is derived from the efforts of others. So let's unpack that rather legal-sounding definition to see what it means. Anytime you have an active party and a passive party, chances are you're in the realm of securities. The only time you're truly exempt from securities regulations is when you're not dealing in securities. So in the world of securities, there are three types. There are registered securities. Shares of public companies like General Motors and Wells Fargo are examples of registered securities. These companies went through an extensive and rather expensive process to register their securities on the public market through an initial public offering. The second type of securities are exempt securities, and in order to qualify as an exempt security, you need to fall under one of the many exemptions that are available under securities regulations in your specific jurisdiction. And if your security doesn't fall into the category of registered or exempt, then it's illegal. There are all kinds of exemptions. Under the SEC rules in the U.S., they fall under names like Regulation D, Part 501, Part 502, 505, 506B, 506C, and so on. But there are also federal and state regulations to follow. Some of the federal rules that exempt you from registration may also exempt you at the state level, but you've got to get the proper legal advice in order to determine that. In Canada, the regulations are on a provincial basis. For example, in Ontario, where I live, the exemptions follow letters of the alphabet. I'm guessing that when they started that naming convention, they never imagined running out of letters, but of course they have, and some of the exemptions now have two letters. I've had numerous conversations with investors about compliance with securities regulations. I've encountered investors who've been clearly in violation of the regulations who believe it's not a problem because they've been doing business this way for years and they've not experienced any problems. Well, quite frankly, that's no different than a crime being committed and claiming that you didn't get caught is the reason why it's not a problem. I've had investors tell me they're exempt, and therefore they don't need to do anything to be in compliance. This is where we need to be clear on what the word exempt means. You can be exempt from registration, but that doesn't mean you're exempt from complying with the rules. You still have to follow the rules. The only time you're truly exempt 
from securities regulations altogether is when you're not dealing in securities. I've had people say to me, they're not dealing in securities. All they have is a loan. Well, no, a loan could also be a security. It is spelled out in securities regulations. Certain types of loans are not considered securities. Other types of loans clearly are considered securities, and still others can fall under a category of exempt securities if you qualify for that exemption, and you're in compliance with the rules for that exemption. If you have a true joint venture, where all the parties to the joint venture are active partners, that is, they're all involved in the day-to-day decision-making, they all contribute money and effort, then you might have a true joint venture. I have to say this is an area where I do struggle sometimes. I see these posts on social media where someone is soliciting for passive joint venture partners, which, as we've discussed, is incorrect. The person doesn't realize what they're saying is a contradiction in terms. They don't realize what they're doing is illegal. When I tell them privately that what they're doing is illegal, I sometimes get a full spectrum of reactions. Sometimes they're truly appreciative, and other times they get a highly defensive response. I usually preface the feedback by asking permission. I'll say something like, if I saw you doing something that might get you into trouble, would you like me to tell you about it? Most of the time they say yes, they'd like to hear about it. As you think about that, exercise extreme care and get very knowledgeable in the rules before you post anything on social media. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.